Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie. And one of the questions that people are always asking me is, how do I start a podcast? Well, I've been podcasting for almost three years now. And let me tell you, back when I started, there weren't many tools that made it simple to just start. And lucky for you, now there's Anchor.fm and you could get started right away with tools built in, audio features, and also making it really simple for you to monetize on day one. They will distribute your podcast on apps like Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So just go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started and make sure that you share it with us. Hi, I'm Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic Basic Brown Nerds. Hi, welcome back to Basic Brown Nerds. We kind of took a little break, a little summer break, a much needed break, and we were kind of everywhere. Where did you go? I I feel like Ileana has been to so many more places than me that I feel lame. <laughs> My daughter spent two weeks in Puerto Rico, and so since she was gone, I decided to do a solo vacation. I wanted to go and be off alone. And I went to Woodstock, New York. Um, And I went to, um, like, that weekend I spent Friday in a neighboring town called Saugerties. Saturday I spent it all in Woodstock. And then Sunday when I went back, I met up with Susie, who's our friend, in Kingston, New York. I've never been there. That was my first time being there. And then on my way back home, I stopped at the waterfront in Newburgh, which I've never done before, and it was really pretty. Oh, we just drove... That's the one that we drove by, right? Yes. That was cute. Yeah. So I, like, you know, saw a few places that I've never seen before, and that was really nice. It's really surprising how um, adorable upstate New York is. It is, because where we live, it's not that adorable. It's like, there's like some part, like not some yet. towns that are kind of cute, but then like where I live, there's nothing cute. I don't think there's the Garner Arts Center now. Yeah, which we just found out about. True, <laughs> as yeah. a brewery. Oh yeah, which was there. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was alright. They have a weird head thing. A what? That that big head sculpture. It's like in the front. Oh it's okay. Like kind of I was cool. confused because head is also a beer term. Really? Yeah. What, Wait, what does that mean? When you pour the beer and you get that foam at the top, it's called the head. Oh. Huh. Yeah. White fluffy things. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Don't say that. <laughs> but, so, I mean, that's really kind of the only trip, like, vacation that I did. Where have you been? Um, so, while you were there, I went to Guatemala. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, because we were going to try to record. We were going to Skype and record an episode, and then that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, back and forth. Well, because I was kind of, you know, like, when you go, like, when you're with family and everyone wants to see you, so you kind of have to, like, maneuver. But this time it was, like, a lot different because this is my fourth time going back, and also I realized that I'm an adult now. <laughs> and they don't care as much. And they don't care. Yeah, like, at first it was just kind of, like, no, like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And this time I actually set apart, like, a couple days to go to Antigua, um, which is, like, the colonial part of the city in, like, the old capital. And I kind of just, like, worked out of there on my own for a couple days. 
and just went on my own and I was like terrified because I was like oh my god everyone's gonna find out and they're gonna be like I don't creida and not want to like you know just be like oh um but then I met up with family and I also realized and I think we'll talk about this more that I was just like wait like I'm setting boundaries and being like nope I don't want to talk about this or that and like I did notice like a couple of times that people were just kind of like mm, you know like when I was just like no um but then I realized and this is like a big learning experience for me that like people are uncomfortable at first and I just get over it oh well actually so I didn't go visit anybody but family came here from South Carolina oh, yeah. how was that and then um it was so nice so like my aunt that came over like I love her because she um she is like the one that taught me to eat spicy food like she eats like so like her food needs to be super spicy and like I remember being like, like four and five spicy? huh like taki spicy like more than taki no spicy. like more than taki taki spicy is like you oh, know moderate okay. I don't okay. know um but like I mean for us it's like we love having enchiladas de chile seco mm -hmm. and like the way that you make them less spicy is like you add tomato to the sauce when you make it but we like it like just chile seco and it's like really spicy so she's the one that, like, we would always eat. Like, I would always want my food to be as spicy as hers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she's tequilera like me. And, like, I remember she, she's the one that taught me how to, like, bailar con los hombros. Like, I remember that she was like, okay, te voy a enseñar a bailar. Oh gosh, she she los hombros. So she's, like, um, I feel like she's, like, the party person. Like, when she comes, like, we just, we party, like. We drink tequila, we eat food, we play like tancheras and we sing. Mm -hmm. And it was really nice. But then like one time, one of the nights we went to my aunt's house and we were, we ended up talking about, um, I don't know how it came up, but like I was talking about like having anxiety and stuff like that. And I was like talking about uh, being on medication and like some, one of my um, cousins, so like my aunt has three kids. And they're my cousins, but they're, like, grown as men and women that already have their own kids. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, one of my cousins, like, her daughter is, like, 23 already. So, like, really, like, her, her their kids are closer to my age than they yeah. are. Oh, okay. But, like, she was, like, really cool about, like, understanding, like, what I was, like, trying to say. But then, like, some of my other aunts were, like, no, you're going to become addicted to the medicine. Don't take the medicine. Like, they just, like, think anxiety medication is, like the same thing as taking, like, pain meds. Right. Like, they think they're as addictive, but they, like, self-medicate all the time. They're like, oh, then yes. you're not Like, if you have, like, this, like, do this and, like, That's whatever. So, yeah. I, so I was, like, trying to explain it. I was like, okay, like, you just decided to take this, but, like, I have this that's prescribed by my doctor. Take it's control. Kick in. And I'm also going to therapy. And then, like, some of them were, like, oh, well, you know, like, just, like, just think more, po like, some of them, like, they were literally, like, think more positively, mm -hmm. or, like, one of, and then, like, my aunt, the tequilera one, the one that I love so much, she was, like, she was, like, well, you know, like, you should, like, find strength in your daughter, and, like, blah, 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 I'm, like, no, like, I don't need her to find strength, like, I, a lot of pressure. yeah, I was just, like, I, like, I am reason enough to want to be good like I'm like obviously I want to be a good mother for her but it was like it just the whole conversation was like really interesting I think to like have with my extended family 
Um, I think it's, like, not something, like, people, like, we usually talk about. Like, it, it was, like, a more serious conversation. And so, like, that was really interesting for me. And I think, like, I assume people will actually be, you know, I assume people are going to be, like, paired away, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think I was actually just, like, happily surprised to see that one of my cousins and her husband, like, understood where I was coming yeah. from. And it was sort of nice to know that, like, I do have people in my family that get it as opposed to assuming that none of them get it, you know? Yeah. So here's, like, a kind of philosophical question that made me think while you're talking. You know, like, I kind of had a similar experience, I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're kind of, I was ready. Like, I'm ready, you know? It's just mm -hmm. like, all right, this is what they're going to say. I'm ready. Like, no one forced me to go to church. That was, like, mm -hmm. nobody did it. And I was like, what? Like, I had a whole thing prepared. I was just like, I'm just going to go out of respect. You know, I'm just going to, like, meditate and work on mm -hmm. me just to, like, not be offensive. Um, but I think the other thing I realized is, like, yeah, like, I guess I was happily surprised that like, people were more willing to have a conversation, which makes me think, like, we both had that experience. Do you think it's, like, the world is shifting or that, like, we've changed and we kind of give off a different vibe or, like, have set boundaries with people that, like, people will realize, like, oh, no, I can't talk to my God. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think definitely like some of my other cousins understood it. And so I think some of them have been through their own shit where they could understand it. Mm -hmm. um, like, like I mentioned, like my cousin, the one that has a daughter, like, um, like I was in a car accident last year and my cousin was in a car accident and hers was like a lot more worse. And I think she understood like what it's like for somebody to like deal with that kind of like trauma and like having to like making sure that you're not afraid to drive anymore and all this stuff um then like my other cousin same like she's like she's a few years older than me but she's married has had her own shit happening and so I think like a few of them that had shit happening now and and they're involved in social media and sort of like have more information like they were able to chime in and help me out whereas I think before no one was willing to speak up, and then, like, no one was willing, like, no, so no one was standing up with anyone. Just more awareness. Yeah, and so I think when I said something, other people were willing to say something, so then, like, my other tias were like, oh, she's literally not the only one thinking this, where I think if it had been me, they'd be like, oh, gracias la loca. Mm -hmm. But because other people, like, were so like, oh, no, like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's what changed. Because I think before you speak in generalizations and you're hoping they get it so that they will accept right. your specifics. They kind of just drop me hands. Yeah, and as of, but now I like told them, I was like, no, I was like, um, I was like, you know, I was like, I took medication because I was in a very dark place and I knew that if I kept going down that road, it was going to get to an even worse place and I didn't want to get there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I've been in a place where, like, I wanted to just, like, not be here anymore. And I was like, and I knew that that's not what I wanted. And I was like, and I, I think I was like, it's really easy for people to say, like, oh, I wish they had reached out. And I was like, this is how people reach out. But you don't listen to them. Right. And then later you're like, oh, I wish they had said something. I was like, you said something, but you told me to or be positive. So, like, I was, like, sort of, like, explaining that to them. I'm like... Would you me rather like take medication and like get help or to not get that help and then like end up doing right like yeah a screaming cry for help like no that's interesting and that kind of just reminded me of like the the piece that you wrote about like Anthony Bourdain 
and one of the things that really stuck with me, like, whenever, it's crazy, because I'm like, this is, like, my friend, and, like, whenever I see your stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so powerful. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so lucky I'm friends with her. Um, but, like, one of the things that you wrote, that you were, like, the difference is that, like, I chose to live. And I was just like, that one just, like, hit me when I read that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, like I like, mean, I've definitely, like... I have never attempted suicide, but I have contemplated it before. And I feel like I never got to the point where I actually wanted to contemplate it because right. I had the thought of, like, maybe the world would be better if I weren't here. But I didn't do it because there was, like, a part of me that I was like, no, like, I think I can get better. And then I made choices to, right. like, have that happen. And I think, I mean, we all have different situations and circumstances. So, like, that, those choices can be harder to make for some people. Mm -hmm. um, my choice was to, like, leave the relationship I was in. And I sometimes I think about it, and, like, I don't even know how I did it. I had, like, a two-year-old. I hadn't even finished college yet because, like, that last bit of college took me a while to finish after Eliana was born. I had no money. I hated my job. And somehow... And I hated myself. I was like, no one else will ever love me. Like, I'm going to be single forever. And even with all of those things, I was like, I'm leaving. Because if I don't, I knew that if I stayed, then I was going to get to that point where I was actually going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. So, and that, I told that to my family, actually. I told them, I was like, that's why I left him. Because yeah. I knew that I was going to do that if I stayed. Right. And I was like, and last year, I wasn't there. But I knew that if I continued the path I was in, I was going to get there. And I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, a lot of them, I could see, like, they were, like, they had shock on their face to, like, think that I actually, like, said, right. like, this is what I was thinking. But. Um, I think the opposite also happens. It's like, people are shocked. But also, I feel like, surprisingly, a lot of people can relate. Like, yeah, like the whole like, like for me, when people like right now, and I know we've talked about this before, like when Anthony Bourdain like passed away, like it was mm -hmm. very triggering. And for me, I think it was triggering because I was just like, oh, my God, like that could so easily be me. Like, because because people are like, why did he do it? And I'm just like, no, like I completely get it. Like, that's what depression does yeah. to you. Like, that's what meant, like, you know, like eventually you're just like, I can't, I can't. Like, for I me, it wasn't shocking. Right. Like, I constantly keep trying to be like no I'm gonna do something about it so I don't end up doing that like that's actually like, one of my biggest fears and like I think that was like so triggering for me that I was just like I need to do more things um and I think for us it was also like we had fantasized about living his life right, right. and so then you know it's easy to say like oh I'm gonna live his life and travel and eat and like yeah. get paid to do it um, but then I think that like put his reality in perspective right. for all of us and it's like what life am I really wanting to have here and to be yeah. honest it got me it really it changed a lot more than just mm -hmm. that part for me like I have been really thinking really hard like what do I want my life to be right. I don't know. And then the Daniele interview also had me thinking. <laughs> oh yeah I listened to that one while I was in Guatemala again and I was just Mm -hmm. so shout out girls doing things yeah you're making us think out here and like make life decisions so yeah thank you. Um, but I think it's I mean I think that's like a lot of kind of like what doing this podcast up to now has like really let me be more aware of myself um, yeah also, we're ta when we're talking we literally have to listen to ourselves literally <laughs> yeah 
the conversations that we're having, like, it's literally thoughts that have been in our heads. Like, for me, I always feel like there's, like, a million thoughts in my head just, like, ruminating. Is that the right word? Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the few times, like, it's really hard for me to, like, focus on something. One of the few times that I can is when I actually, like, verbalize it or, like, write it out. Because even as I'm writing, I'm usually thinking, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, this other idea, this other idea, like, all these other ideas. That when I speak, it's, like, all the thoughts kind of have to, like, be quiet because I'm, like, talking. Um, But it's been, like, a really good way to, like, process that and going to talk therapy. My therapist definitely, like, love hates me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, dealing with it. But um, also, I think, like, just having these conversations that, like, you kind of could you know, like, we'll talk about certain things, and then you're just like, oh, I'm not crazy, and then, like, hearing other people kind of reach out, and be like, mm-hmm. wow, like, I thought that before, too, that you're just like, oh, we're not just these crazy girls on the internet, um, but also, like, for me, one of the biggest part is, like, recognizing my, not, like, I don't want to say weaknesses, but also, like, the areas that I need to, like, work on, mm-hmm. I guess, and one of the biggest things have been, like, setting boundaries, and that's something that i recognize a lot and even in this last trip that was like oh I'm, I'm doing a pretty decent job like my biggest problem is saying no like I always end up doing like way too much um that now I'm just like oh okay okay or let me just do things for me and not like always mm-hmm. be like yeah let me jump in and help people that like don't even deserve it or ask um so that's kind of been like I think one of my growth factors without you um, so this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I mean, so I've been writing a lot about self-care, right? And so I'm trying to, what I want to do is like, I want to create good habits that I can actually use throughout my life, mm-hmm. um, which I've never really done before. Like, I used to think of self-care in the commercialized version of like, take a bath and buy yourself something and blah, blah, blah. And I think now for me, like, self-care is like discipline and like a practice like the way people like and that's how I'm thinking of it and so I'm trying to build in good habits into my daily life so that it's something that I get to the point where like I just do without necessarily thinking about like I just know that I have to do this to take care of myself um because you know like when you do like bigger things it's like you only do them every once in a while so I'm just like really trying to do it that way But I think the thing that I've been thinking more lately is um, I'm trying to embrace motherhood, Um, which may sound weird because my daughter is six. So like to say I'm embracing motherhood when she's this old may sound weird. But I think for a long time I've tried to because I didn't want to lose myself after having a kid. I think for a long time I like tried to um, sort of separate parts of who I am like this is me at work this is me as a mom this is me as a writer and I think like I am trying to embrace it more as like like I'm writing about it more and I think before I just didn't want to be that single mother poet and I was like afraid to write about it too much because I didn't want to get like it consumed all of your yeah and I think a part of me also didn't want to like feel like motherhood was taking over my life and I think like now I'm just seeing it in a different way and thinking about it in a different way um and so I feel like I'm definitely just like trying to embrace them and I think part of it like was I was very young when I had her and I don't really have a lot of other friends that have kids and like now some of my friends are actually starting to have kids Uh, but for a long time like 
my who I was outside of her with my friends felt like a younger version of me and like I felt like this 24 year old is not thinking about these mother stuff and I think now that I'm getting older like it's sort of easier for me to like but it isn't hard to like combine and like I am both and I'm a, I'm always a mother even when I'm not doing stuff with Eliana and things like that so I think I'm like trying to embrace it and not feel like I can't let it affect my work or like whatever like it's just it's part of who I am so I think I'm I'm embracing that oh man that's like intense yeah it's weird (laughs) no no not like just you because then I'm like as you're saying that I was just like I literally is that the word I can compartmentalize everything like I'm just like Mm-hmm. Work, dating, mm-hmm. not existent. Uh, but I'm like everything is very separate in my life, and like, I, I don't like things to cross. Um, and I, I usually don't either, <laughs> but I think I am embracing. But it's true, like things are like it's it's what makes you. Yeah, that right? like they kind of should. Not that they should, but it's more like it's but, a part of you. Like you're a multifaceted yeah, person, and I feel like there's nothing wrong with. Um, letting my motherhood affect like my priority like obviously like she's always been a priority but like I don't know how to like I'm still sort of like early in the process where I don't know how to verbalize everything I guess that I'm thinking but it's just like I think before I was like so and this is one of the pieces that I'm going to be writing out the blog about like ambition Uh and so it's like I think before I like really wanted to be like one of those people that was like working all the time and accomplishing all these things because like I wanted to show my daughter something different than what I grew up with because I'm really one of the first women with a career in my family. Mm-hmm. But I think now I'm starting to realize like I just really want to enjoy my time with her because I don't want to have any more kids. Everything that I'm doing with her, I'm doing once and that's mm-hmm. it. And so I've been really thinking about like what time I want to dedicate to her and how that takes away. And that part of me was like, am I losing my edge? But I don't want to like accomplish a million things all the time. And then I was like, I was like, but what is wrong with me wanting to like do all these other stuff? So I feel like that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. That's actually, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I mean, we've kind of touched on this. Like, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a mother or anything, but I feel like, that's something you could apply to like a lot of different areas of your life but also I think we kind of talked about this in another episode when we were talking about like feminism and like wanting to get married like Mm -hmm. wanting to like fit into certain molds right like that it's okay if that's what you want right not like it's being forced upon you but I'm not just like it's very thought-provoking yeah I guess I am (laughs) no but I mean You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds, and we'll be right back. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop, so you can go to basicbrownnerds.com shop and rep the Basic Brown Nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high-quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in 2020. 
and know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerd so that we can bring you more episodes but also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Browners, you know that these are people just like you. That in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Brown Nerds, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Brown Nerds and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. (laughs) I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate to keep making this bigger and keep Basic Brown Nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. Hey, are you a New York City basic brown nerd? Are you also an entrepreneur? Do you want to be surrounded with people just like you over brunch on June 1st? Yes? Well, I'll be on a panel for the executive brunch hosted by the People CPA with the goal to envision and execute surrounded by amazing young executives who are crushing the game. We'll be networking, enjoying gourmet meals, and an open bar. Yeah, you heard me, open bar. With gifts, giveaways, and an amazing time. So get your ticket and join me because I'll be dropping some gems alongside these panelists. Check the link in this episode description or go to bit.ly slash bbnbrunchnyc, all caps. See you there on June 1st. Part of it is she's getting older and she's, we're at the point where we're having conversations I mean, about Amy things. I always have conversations with Well, everybody. that's true. She's, she's like a little philosopher. She's a little adult. Um, <laughs> but I feel like just like my role as a parent now is less taking care of her and more like now it's really like, I mean, you're always molding their mind, but I think like. Because now she can have more complicated conversations. Mm-hmm. Like the other, the other way, was, like the other day, I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know, like parents bring kids up to be like good people, and I'm like, how do people do that? And I was like, well, you have to have conversations about like situations and what do you do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my parents never sat me down and be like, this is how you're a good person. And I was like, We're I kind of figuring this out. Yeah, so I'm like, I kind of want to have these conversations right. with Ileana. And so, I, like, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you have these conversations when things happen. And if I'm always working, then nothing's happening. And I'm never talking have to her. Have you ever met, like, someone in, like, their early 20s or, like, a teenager that they just speak and you're just kind of like, how do you know all this stuff? Yeah. And I was just like, you clearly were raised by white parents. damn like oh my god yeah that's cool i'm excited to see what leona's gonna turn out like (laughs) oh my child 
I'm gonna have to watch out for her. She's gonna be calling me out soon. Like that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of like I think as a parent, I see why um, like Latinos parents don't do this. You don't want them to know that they can talk back to you at certain points. No, um, and I think you have to understand that like when you teach them at a certain point, like they're gonna understand things and they're gonna be like asking questions and you're gonna have to answer them. That's scary. Yeah. I think it took me until like maybe um after a couple maybe only a couple years ago when I realized that my parents were adults. I mean not adults, that they were just people. Yeah. Like remember when you were in school and you realized that they had a different name that was not mom and dad? That was a really rough moment. It's like this, but like it's like to another level. Yeah, I just like yeah, no, there's, like, a part of me that I'm, like, so I'm the same age that my parents were when they had me. So my mom was 22. I was 22 when Eliana was born. And then I'm, like, even though I'm young, I feel like I made a lot more conscious choices than she did. Like, right. she kind of just got married and had kids because they were doing. And I was, like, damn, like, in a way, I was, like, more prepared than she was because I made a very conscious choice. Right. And then when I think about it, I'm like, damn, like, they were literally just, they didn't know what they were doing. And they were just trying to do their the best. that's scary, right? When you realize, like, your parents were just people, like. That were trying to figure shit out. They were trying to figure shit out. Like, what? Like, I'm, I'm going to be 27 in a couple months. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I have no idea. Like, my mom already had a three-year-old at this point. And I'm just like, I can barely take care of my cat. <laughs> it's literally not here. Yeah. Talk to mom and dad. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's but, like yeah, but, but I feel like a little part of me kind of has like more sympathy, not sympathy, empathy. I guess, I, I guess like, both. Yeah, you know, you're kind of just like, okay, yeah, you fucked me up a bit, but like, you kind of realize, like, okay, you were trying, like, you didn't have the tools that like we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get here? Yo, this was deep. I'm sorry. No, yeah, me talking good. about motherhood. No, I like it. I think that's really good, and I think it's it's interesting, like how you're like allowing yourself to embrace that, just because I think, especially now nowadays, like people have this idea that like feminism means one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have to be this like high powered CEO or mm-hmm. whatever, um, and like kind of forgetting that like you can decide to embrace like a more maternal or feminine like or calm you know, life. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily even want to just like I mean I don't want to be a stay home mom. Like mm-hmm. nope, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I just think like I used to have like these crazy expectations of like. I need to be the best at blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, no, like, I am good at my job. I know what I'm doing. And, like, I know what to push. But I don't need to, like, I don't need the whole damn company to just be like, oh, this is amazing. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, I think I just have, like, different goals now. And I'm just like, I think, yeah, I mean, like, not that I ever wanted to be famous, but I think I used to want more recognition for certain things where I'm like, you know, like, I can be a good writer and I may never get recognized for it, but as long as I know I'm working my ass off, it's fine. Like, I mean, at work, it's a bit different when it comes to pay, but I think in terms of people, like, do I need everyone else to know, like, that I'm running this shit? Like, mm-hmm. as long as I'm actually doing it and, like, my direct boss knows it. Like, do I need and just, like, any... compensated correctly. Do I need just everybody in the company to be like, oh, my God, gracias, like, blah, blah. like, no, I don't need all of that as long as mm-hmm. the right people know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I'm just, like, I just, like, I have, like, a different vision. 
-hmm. you know like I think I'm just changing what ambition is and like what success means to me like mm -hmm. that is changing oh my god that's so gross though I know it's scary. Oh my god. Is this what happens when you shift into your mid your late 20s? I don't know, but I feel really I've been feeling like my life it's in a lot. Like I think I used to think like my life was a mess and now I'm like actually I don't know something I'm doing like really a, well. Don't say a lot. Uranus is in whatever. Mercury is also in retrograde. But so is Uranus. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just started. I just like read things for shits and giggles. What I'm just like, oh fuck. Shits and giggles. Literally. Too many puns. Shits I can't. And I can't. And I can't. <laughs> I'm an immature adult. But yeah. Oh my god. It's a lot to process right now. I know. I'm telling you, this is what happens when you take time to think. I've been taking time really? off. And really just, like, reflecting. And I think, like, writing the blog pieces also, like, make me think. Because I'm, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm thinking about these things specifically. I've been trying to write more, too. And it, I'm realizing it's, like, letting me process. See, my therapist was like, I like what you're doing. I put up that I'm doing this exercise where for 15 minutes a, a day, mm -hmm. you write about your future self. And so every day you write about different things. Uh -huh. So like the first, uh, like I I wrote about like food and like wanting to like I've always had like I mean I've dealt with eating disorders and stuff like that. So I dealt about like I wrote about wanting to have like a, just like a good relationship with food, and then I wrote about money and like just like I want to get to the point where I'm not constantly worried about money. So do you just think of one thing that you want? I mean, you can break it up in however you want, but that's how I decided to do it. Like, um, the I heard it in another podcast, and, like, the girl, she said, like, how she started writing about relationships and how she wanted to be when it came to, like, romantic relationships and friendships and, like, her family. Oh. So you can write about, like, what you picture your future self doing right. when it comes to these topics. So I decided to just, like, do it on random topics like this. Mm -hmm. And, like, what do I want to do for my writing in the future? And, like, what I want to do for, like, a parent, like, as a mother in the future, like, those kind of things. And it really gets you thinking, but it also, like, what it does is, like, it puts you in a more positive mindset right. because it makes you feel like they're possible. And you're like, oh, I want to do yeah. this. And it feels like that I'm an amazing future self. Like, how do I get there? Because, right. I, I mean, I kind of have that running list in my head, but I haven't really put, like, I've, I recently wrote a couple of things, like, on my blog, but I was like, okay, let me, like, just process this and think about it like i wrote a letter to future bay yes um, which i don't really share with anyone well, it's a weird. but i think like you know what is it i don't really i'm not like super spiritual or anything but i even grew up with this mindset of like and now i guess people are calling it like manifesting or mm -hmm. um but i think there is really something that happens when you start to write it and put it out is that like you're saying mm -hmm. you see it as like an achievable but actually, right. like, if you sit down and write about one thing for 15 minutes, 15 minutes, it's a long ass It is. I do, like, five-minute meditations in the morning, and it feels like forever. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and you get so much out. You know what I learned? Wait, so what I have learned in the first three days, in the first three days of writing, was that I actually, like, deal a lot with guilt. Mm. Like, I saw, like, a pattern of, like, feeling guilty about things, like... Like because I my eat therapist food. just told me this too. Yeah, like I I eat something and I feel guilty about eating it. And then like it leads to like bigger problems. And then like with money it's like 
I want to save all of it, all of it, but then I spend it on something, and then I feel guilty about having spent that money, like spending like my like spending money on my little vacation and Woodstock. Like I felt so bad about it because then the DACA thing came up, and then I had to renew it, and I was like, oh, if I hadn't gone on that vacation, then I wouldn't be as tight on money because now I have to spend another five hundred dollars doing this. It's five hundred dollars to renew your DACA, yeah. <laughs> Anybody yeah. Like donate to the Gracia Fund? <laughs> yeah, you can send it over to me. But, um, yeah, so every time you do it, it's $500. And then I felt guilty about having, like, taken time for myself. And then I was like, no, but I deserve that. But then, like, I started getting it. And so, see, like, and it was like, I just feel like when you're writing things down, then you start seeing other things that you don't see when you're just thinking about them. Right. Because I do this a lot for project planning. Like, like I'm an operations like director and do like a lot of business operations and that's literally like what I do to get things done is just write it because I always think like oh okay well if it's out of your head and even like you know with like basic brown nerds or part-time explorer Dora, like that's kind of what I do I just like think it I haven't really thought about doing it for my personal life that's a really well, good point well I'm trying to focus on my personal life as opposed to like well, um, what is the other thing? stuff <laughs> Well, I'm trying to make one. No, that's good. That's healthy. I'm proud of you. I should attempt to do that. I'm probably not. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, I like that. Look at you. So since we're talking about the future, let's talk about the future. Okay. So, um, so we're going to be taking a break. So this is the last episode of season one. Yeah. And season two, we're thinking January 2019. Yeah, I think that's good. You know, it's been, that'll be literally year two. Yeah. Right? Like, because we started this in, no, no January. January. We launched in January after, like, thinking about it for forever and actually starting recording and everything. Oh, my God. This is, like, coming full circle. We're, like, completely different people. I, I mean, I, I'm, not as I'm not as depressed, so I definitely feel um, like a different person. So, I mean, yeah, I... I'm off my medication, like, I've been cleared, and kind of been taking that, and I was already, like, getting weaned off of it, and it's kind of, like, scary, in a way, because I feel like I was just always, like, oh, okay, like, I need to be on this, I need to be on this, and kind of, like, recognizing that, like, I'm okay, and, like, I don't know, it's interesting, because we were talking about, like, the antidepressants and everything, and I was, like, talking about that even, like, with my family in Guatemala, and, like, they jokingly was like, ha, 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 like, we should probably all be on them. And they're like, we're so anxious. And I, like, noticed this. Everyone's freaking anxious. Like, and I was like, oh, this is a traumatic thing. But, like, also, I think, I always saw this, and this is how, it took me a while to even, like, like, it took me years to even accept to be on medication, right? And my first therapist kind of explained it as to, like, get you to baseline, right? To, and I think we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. to just process and I think I realized I wouldn't have been able to go to therapy, to do any of this, to have conversations that were really difficult if I was just, like, hysterical all the time, right? Because I feel like I was so easily triggered by everything that I feel like it got me to that point that I was able to process and now have, like, actual coping skills. Um, so it's been, like, three weeks. It's been kind of crazy and hectic, but, like, I, f I feel things now. <laughs> and you're like what is that oh yeah, was just, no but like even then I was just like oh or like even I started realizing like oh this is like like I'm I'm still surprised that I'm like happy 
like that and I keep being afraid that like oh my god like winter's gonna come and then I'm gonna get super depressed again and I was even telling this to my therapist and my psychiatrist like you know you have to talk to multiple doctors right and mm. I think that's the other thing like not just completely going off right um and I also like I want to travel more like I plan on going to Guatemala in October and I was realizing like crap like if I want to travel more I need to figure out like a different way to like deal with my anxiety and depression because it's not as easy to acquire medication in other places um so kind of taking those steps and then realizing like one my psychiatrist was like well you know if you start feeling that like you obviously are aware of yourself now mm -hmm. that you can notice your patterns and she's like let me just put you back on it and i was like oh well yeah like <laughs> it kind of was just like ah like you know um and i was like oh, oh yeah that's like a thing like and then like, even though I was just like, oh, okay, like, I started rock climbing and was just, like, tricking myself into working out and, like, trying to eat better. Um, but it's just, like, I don't know, it's, like, a good and scary thing. And I feel like even this has helped me a lot just to process and think and being, like, okay with things. And I think even, like, the medication was, like, a good step, but realizing it's also, like, a tool, right? Like, going to taking medications to be able to go to therapy and have difficult conversations was like a, a step that I needed, right? Like I probably wasn't going to be able to have these conversations in therapy or even like these conversations normally. Mm -hmm. um, that, yeah, like now I'm just like, okay, that was like a, a thing that I needed at that time and now I'm in a different phase. So I'm like excited for like the next couple steps. So, so like, what are you going to be doing with part-time Explorador? Oh, so I'm going to be going to Guatemala um, in October, but I'm also, I'm focusing more on, like, writing. Um, so actually, like, writing stuff and doing a couple of collaborations with more, like, ethically focused companies and small businesses um, and doing a lot more community work, right? So, like, sharing events that's going on and doing meetups. I've been trying to do, like, a meetup for every city that I go to. So we had like a dinner in Guatemala, which was like totally dope. Just like a bunch of girls talking about how men are trash. And this is an international concept. This is everywhere. I've realized this. Men are trash all over the world. Yes. 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 Everywhere. It was great. Uh, and then like, you know, having really intense philosophical conversations. So, you know, balance. Um, <laughs> and right now, going to LA. I think men are trash is a philosophical conversation, just saying. It's so true. This is true. This is very deep. Because actually, um, so yeah, so I'm going to California too, and I'm going to be doing a couple events out there and a meetup, and super excited for that. Um, so there's like a lot more coming. So I'm excited and scared. But I think also recognizing that I was like, but this is like all that I've wanted, you know, and like kind of being. They're like, all good things. Yeah, it's, I think that's the thing that it's like, it's scary when you're so used to like bad things always happening or like. You just yeah. start, like, I feel like I'm so prepared for just, like, shit to hit the fan, like, always, right? And I feel like that's one of the biggest things that, like, when you have anxiety because you've left, led, like, a, you know, like, a rough, like, life, that you're just expecting the worst to happen. Um, but then good things happen and you don't know how to deal. And, like, I feel like that's when everything kind of hit me. Because I was just like, good things are happening in my life. And I'm like, I do not know how to process good things. Like, I don't know how to healthily process like feelings and emotions um because I was always just so like antsy for so long and always so like you know just trying to like cover up like 
how rough I was going, like how I wasn't feeling great. That now that I'm just like, wait, like I, I deserve these things. And these are like good things that are happening. And these are things that I've like worked hard for. Um, that it's really hard to just like accept good things happening. Like I'm just like, how come I'm not prepared for this? Like, well, like the other day I just realized I'm an editor and this happened back in January. So yeah, I got a delay. Big deal. <laughs> just like, yeah. Big deal. I think, I mean, obviously my paycheck tanks changed <laughs> back in January, but I think like right now that we're editing books and my name is going on them as the editor, yeah. I think it's like, whoa. So I'm sure like, I'm pretty sure like we have a pretty decent amount of like teachers that follow us and educators. I wonder if they've seen your name on books. Uh, maybe as like an assistant. I did have some... Uh, I did do a program for California. Ah. Uh, so, you know, you may see Gracia Huesca there as the oh, assistant. Look out for that. Got a celebrity here. Yeah. Uh, but if you have any complaints, don't, don't, don't message me. Message the website. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next thing I know, people are going to be like, ah, excuse me, Gracia? Yeah, no, not me. Yeah, I, don't, um, I don't know who that is. That's not me. I don't know her. <laughs> but... Yeah, and we have some things coming from Basic Brown Irons. We're going to launch some shirts. So I'm super excited. And we're going to be working with Bags for Justice. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, and, and we, we put up a story. There. We put up stories when we were there. We did. I need to push to put it on the website. Um, but that was cool. We did a talk there. It's a youth, pr- youth run screen printing business, um, empowering youth to. Learn more about business. And, and it's a co-op. It's a co-op, which is, like, even, like, more mind-blowing, which I fully don't understand, but I know it's cool. Yes. And just a really cool alternative, to. I think we were like, oh, we're going to go teach these kids something. And, like, oh, really, man, we we, learned, uh, so we learned from them. So. We really did. And I was just like, how much do you guys? Like, after a while, I forgot that they were, like... 17. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. Um, I am in conversation with them. They're extremely professional. Everything is U.S.-based, union-bought. Union-bought? No. What's the word for it? Union-run, like the shirt. Yeah. Yeah, They are in a union, and the dyes are all eco-friendly. So I think for me, that's, like, something that's just, like, a really cool thing. Because remember, even we've been talking about shirts, and that was, like, a huge delay for me because I am that annoying person that, like, where are they from? And was, yeah. yeah, and, like, I mean, I think we both don't really like spending money. Um, I know I don't, and when I do, I'm, like, research insane um, <laughs> about, like, how things are done. So I figured, like, hmm, if I were to buy this, what would I ask? And then somehow we connected with Juanita, which is, like, uh, went to my college, who someone else connected me, Z, um, and ended up talking there and getting to know them. So that was, like, really cool. In upstate New York, which was beautiful. Yeah, we had, it was a nice drive. Right. And we saw a rainbow when oh, we came back. a double rainbow! Yes. That was insane. I've it was a sign. Of what? I don't know, but it was cool. Good things to have. Yeah. That we deserve all the beauty of the world. Exactly. Oh, so dope. And I think for the next Hemingway, I'm going to be focusing more on, I'm going to keep writing about, self-care um and I'm exploring self-care in like different areas like I think I'm sort of taking the idea of writing um like the 15 minute write-up 
I'm sort of trying to apply that when I'm writing about self-care and like as they applied as it applied to certain topics um and then just like obviously more poetry and I'm going to be submitting my stuff my manuscript so we'll see what happens um and working on you know I also want to start making prints and stuff and so more of that's going to be coming up soon keep up with all of our social media yes where can they find you on our profile, we have the links to Part Time Explorador and The Next Hemingway. So, wait, it's next, the, underscore, next, next underscore, Hemingway. Minus Part Time Explorador. And, of course, Basic Ronards. Yes. Ooh, and also, like, definitely, if you're listening, screenshot the episodes and tag us. And then we'll post them on our stories. Yeah, because we can repost them and we can see who's actually listening, so... Let us, us know. Yeah, I want to know who's listening. What's up? Where are you at? Yeah. But this, but this has been a good first season. It was. I mean, I think it was good. What we have, this is our 14th episode. Yes. Spread apart 26 weeks. Oh my God. Well, not exactly 26, okay, but. Sh- sh- it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but. 26 we, and then some. Um, but we were, but we were doing. Yeah, every other week. Yeah, yeah. So weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So lots of growth. We have grown. Months. It's nine months. Oh my god, we had a child. We had a child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you had another child. <laughs> I, this whole time I've had another child, but yeah. Oh my god, this is the birth of the new beginning. No. I don't know. I don't like that. I think, yeah, we should just keep that out. I killed it. I killed it. Somebody tells me, like, I don't know what I was doing, and my friend was just like, it was basically a baby elephant, and you murdered it. I was just like, why Why did you say that to me? (laughs) And then she was like, now you're just chopping it up. And I was like, this is the most, like, eco-friendly, vegan-ish person ever. And I was like, why why you gotta go that, that far? So right now I just killed a baby elephant. But I guess thank you for everyone that listened and kept yeah. up with us. And, like, we have grown so much. We're at, like, what, 15,000 followers on Instagram? 15,200. I just checked it today. Which wow. Which is insane. Um, yeah. I mean, we kind of offer meme therapy. Which, I mean, we offer it to other people, but, like, we need it. Like, I need yes. to just decompress and not think about anything it's else. Bad. I just want to laugh at something funny. Something funny and relatable, and sometimes a meme you just look at and you're just like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I get really excited when I find a good meme. A dig for meme queen Val is the I meme just dig queen. For them. Sometimes I just respond to people with memes. That's like my ultimate goal. I don't want to speak. I just want a meme. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all. This has been a really good journey. Oh my god. Bye. Bye. If you have any questions or feedbacks, or if you want to submit to your version of taking out the trash, telling us about those trash men in your lives, email us at basicbrownnerds at gmail.com. Go to patreon.com slash basicbrownnerds, or you could donate directly to us at Venmo at basicbrownnerds. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.